Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealth. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Denise Pasquinelli and Dr. Michelle, your natural women's health advocates who blend the wisdom of ancient healing traditions and the science of functional medicine. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Females in Fine Fettle. Last month was super fun, so I hope you tuned into our topics on creativity and play and also heard the awesome interview with Marley Grace. This month, we are tackling the theme of wealth and worth and how this topic is intimately related to our health. And today, we're going to do our funky five. So we're going to talk about worth and wealth on the personal, interpersonal, professional, societal, and spiritual level. I'm digging the timing of this episode. Astrologically, we're in Leo season, which is that lion energy, like warm and driven and admirable, super royal and regal, and definitely abundant. Leo is also ruled by the sun, which is just the bringer of abundance, right? So the sun represents that radiant kind of warmth and energy, that real sense of vitality. You know, people that you see that just radiate, like they radiate joy and love and health. I just got the the chills. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. That, that kind of radiance, that's the kind of wealth that really resonates for me. And that's the kind of wealth we will be exploring this month. That place where wealth meets self-worth and we'll be talking about ways to align with prosperity. Yes. So talking about wealth and worth on the personal level is a huge part of where my passion lies. You know, the fact is our health is our greatest asset. If we don't have our health and we have nothing, right? We can't pursue our dreams, we can't care for our family, and we can't enjoy what we've worked so hard to gain. So this is really at the heart of why I do what I do. There are so many women out there, I'm sure you might be one of them, that have some serious gifts, unique talents, groundbreaking perspectives, and heart-centered purpose, and the world needs you, right? Maybe now more than ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're in this this midst of an amazing time where we have the means and abilities to pursue our passions in a way that we never have before. If you can imagine it, you can make it happen as long as you have your health, right? So the two main struggles I see for women are energy and focus issues. And this typically manifests as difficulty, you know, getting out of bed in the morning, having major energy slumps in the afternoon, brain fog, uh, feeling like you're in a haze, uh, feeling tired and wired and having trouble sleeping, you know, whether that's difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep. And although these symptoms may seem common or even normal, they can totally hinder our productivity, our motivation, our creativity, our decision-making skills, and how we communicate to our colleagues and clients, all of which greatly impacts how we run our business and how we live on the day-to-day. I completely agree. Our health and vitality have such a profound impact on our ability to experience our lives fully and express our passions and personal radness to the world. (laughs) Here, here. (laughs) 
But, you know, you mentioned fatigue and brain fog as common symptoms. And yes, I just, I absolutely agree that those are so common right now. And from a quantum healing or a mind-body medicine perspective, those symptoms are related to feelings of unworthiness, Mm -hmm. shame, fear. So, you know, taking the time and doing the what oftentimes is kind of dark and dirty work of getting really clear about where the feeling of unworthiness is coming from for you, you might find that a result is that your energy and your focus and your spark comes back. Mm -hmm. And one way of digging in is to notice when that feeling of unworthiness pops up for you. So where are you? What is the environment? What is the scenario that has you steeped in that not enoughness feeling that might offer clues to the root cause of that feeling for you? Or sometimes it might be a behavior. So do you behave in a certain way when you feel unworthy? Are there particular triggers? And can you get curious about where they originated? For me, when I'm feeling stressed and mega unworthy, I just tear my fingernails off. Oh, no. (laughs) It sounds crazy. But now when I get that urge and I start tearing at my nails, I pause and I take a deep breath and I try to change the script of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy by thinking or saying aloud, you got this girl, you're filled with magic or something like that. By bringing some awareness to the ways that your behavior shifts, you can, that can help you to get ahead of an unworthy kind of shame spiral that will damage your emotional health and affect your personal vitality. So I say catch it before it starts. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, totally. I mean, bringing awareness to certain unconscious habits is always that first step to creating any sort of change. And that goes for something like quitting smoking, you know, or embodying Mm -hmm. your worth. You know, it's like across (laughs) the board. But um, all right. So wealth and worth on the interpersonal level. Um, So this could be a a little bit tricky. So if you if you run a service based business, um, how many of you have struggled with friend or family discounts? (laughs) I know I have for sure. (laughs) Personally, I know that, you know, when I've offered discounts in the past, it's end up kind of backfiring because by reducing, you know, my fees, we're reducing the value of that service. And when your service is devalued, it can really uh, become difficult to get the same results because these people that we love and care so much about don't have that same skin in the game. Can you relate? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, on the other hand, you know, owning a product-based business can be much different in that regard. So giving discounts tends to be much less sticky or so. That's been my experience. Um, Another thing that I've run into while having a service-based business is that it can be really hard for friends and family to see you as an authority figure. So no matter, you know, what degrees, certifications, credentials, training, experience, they still see you as a friend, a daughter, a kid sister, which can be super difficult and really freaking (laughs) frustrating at times. Um, But all we can really do is just love on them and give them the best care that we can, right? We can plant those seeds, make referrals and support them, you know, when they do end up reaching out. Oh, that's such a great reminder, Michelle. And (laughs) you and I have definitely talked about this one. Um, It is 
it's, it's very frustrating to want so badly to help someone through something and have them not see you as someone that could add value to their situation or at least add value in the way that you know that you can. Yeah. Uh, I know I, like right now I'm currently working through this with a family member and it's pretty rough, but <sighs> it's a great reminder for me. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun, but I mean, we just have to remember, you know, that everyone's on their own path mm-hmm. at their own pace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So when I think about wealth and worth on the professional level, I naturally think about our clientele. So who are the clients that we're working with? How do they compare to our ideal clients? So do you even know who your ideal client is? is. Some people don't, right? So having a really clear understanding of who your ideal client is can drastically shift your business because these are the clients that are going to fuel you, fuel your creativity, your motivation, your drive, because these are the clients that truly value what it is that you're offering. So something that I came across a while back, and I apologize, I don't know who to attribute this to if anyone specific said it, but there's a quote I heard that says, For the wrong person, the price is too high. But for the right person, it's priceless. So Mm. I come to this quote, you know, whenever I'm having doubts or that that sense of unworthiness or, you know, just whatever, having doubts around my worth. Um, Or if I'm about to raise my rates, right? Anyone get that? that? Like that fear, like, oh gosh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, or also whenever I meet a client who's maybe not a good fit, um, because it can be hard to not accept a client, right? So it just helps me kind of put things into perspective. And for my ideal client who knows that health is her greatest asset, price is not the issue. It's the outcome and the value of living a more vibrant life that allows her to pursue her dreams and be more present in her day-to-day life. Mm, I like that a lot. (laughs) And I, I have a, I mean, similar but slightly different take on wealth and worth when it comes to our professional professional selves. Mm -hmm. I recently realized that I've done a lot of personal work on this topic over the past couple of years. And it has, it's related to astrology. (laughs) I like how you whispered that. (laughs) We all know you, Denise. You (laughs) just say it. (laughs) We recently had a lunar in Aquarius and We actually have been having eclipses over the last few years in Aquarius. And eclipses are opportunities to get really intimate with our shadow sides. So for me, I have an Aquarius rising. And that means that my first house is ruled by Aquarius. And the first house is all about who you are and your sense of self and how you show up in the world. So these eclipses have really been rocking me with some shadow work in this area. Mm. And... Anyway, so I've been doing this course with Chani Nicholas, who I love. She's an amazing astrologist. If you haven't heard of her, you should check her out. I am consistently awed by the resonance of her astrological affirmations. But anyway, in this course, she prompted me to reflect on what has changed for me and my sense of self and personality over the last couple of years during these eclipses. And as I was reflecting, I realized I have had a tasty curriculum in wealth and worthiness and what I value and how I value it over the past couple of years, especially in terms of the work that I do. 
So the money I made, the money I asked people to pay me, the money I owed, all got tangled up into my sense of self-worth and having money, losing money, having zero money, feeling totally craziness about asking for money and then finding money again. All of that was a part of the coursework, which a fun ride. Anyway, I think I'm starting to see some of the fruits of that labor and it looks and feels like an energetic shift towards focusing on opportunities that I really want and value things that have a sense of sacredness or intention behind them versus the things that I can do or I'm capable of doing kind of that just because you can doesn't mean you should kind of thing. Mm hmm. And I think I'm finally honoring and creating space for that really rad stuff to flow in, which takes patience and trust, which is mm-hmm. is, is a great le- lessons for me. Um, but it's so worth it. And this totally comes to play in the work that I do, sifting through what I could do and focusing instead on what I love to do and I'm good at and the things that allow me to feel really freaking alive. Oh, and so, you know, when we interviewed Natalie Frank a couple of months back, I was really spazzing when she was sharing about her brain surgery and how she needed to get focused on the things that only her brain could do Mm. and let go of the rest. That is what I'm talking about here. That sense of clarity and focus. So awesome. (laughs) She's so rad. (laughs) Yeah, she's rad. Check out that interview if you guys haven't heard that one yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, this concept is also just in lockstep with what you were describing about dream clients versus not so dream clients Mm. Um, because it can be really scary to say no to some of those clients because you want to be working and you want to be earning and you could work with them. But in reality, they are not for you and you are not for them, which is an important piece of this as well. So by saying no, you're making space for both of you to have a richer experience. Uh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's a it's mutually beneficial to say no sometimes, mm-hmm. like really stepping into that. But that, yeah, it's exactly what I'm talking about. And I completely understand where you're coming from because mm-hmm. I had to make like a, kind of a similar shift, you know, because I used to be a primary care provider, which is work that I mm-hmm. could do, but it totally wasn't fulfilling to me. I did like I did not enjoy doing gynecological exams. No, thank you. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. So I sought out, you know, my current niche. And I mean, God, I feel like we could totally dive into this, but we <laughs> <laughs> <be> really good. <laughs> All right. So anyways, <laughs> good, good, good. So Let's talk about uh, wealth and worth on the societal level. So the first thing that comes to my mind is the dynamic between um, extroversion and introversion, right? Because society largely values extroverted qualities, things like being a quick thinker, a great uh, networker, a confident communicator, quick decision maker, uh, you know, works well in teams and generally more charismatic, but... I will be the first to tell you that those qualities are not necessary to be a successful entrepreneur because personally, I'm an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs, which means I'm basically on the complete opposite (laughs) spectrum of an extrovert and we make up less than 1% of the population. So the letters for INFJ stand for introvert, intuitive, feeling, and judging. And although I don't have the typical 
entrepreneurial extroverted qualities. I know where my strengths lie because I I kind of shine in my creativity, my insight, my decisive, determined, passionate, and some somewhat altruistic uh, qualities. So mm-hmm. it's it's really about balance, right? And I believe that both introverts and extroverts provide tremendous value to the business world. So if you can, you know, create a partnership or collaborate with someone who is the complement of you, of your innate qualities, that's a pretty dynamic duo, I think. Mm, yes. And I can't even tell you how much I love that you brought up Myers-Briggs here. <laughs> so We're <good>. such nerds. <laughs> I know. I know. I also think that Right now, we have a whole lot of agency when it comes to where we spend our energy, our attention, our money. And I think that that can have a tremendous impact on the society that we live in. So uh, if we think about wealth as currency and we think about currents or energetic flow as money, Mm. then we have many opportunities each day to send energy towards the kinds of things we want to see more of out out in the world. So it can feel really good to use energy and the money that I make to send that energy to someone else for their work. And when I think of it that way, I really scrutinize where that money goes, to whom, and I question where they will send it out once they receive it. It helps me to feel like I'm contributing to the world that I want to live in by valuing people and businesses and companies that are doing good things. So I feel like right now this is a really great and amazing time where social media and online businesses and platforms like Patreon and Kickstarter and other like homegrown, digitally managed ways to fundraise, these are all giving us endless opportunities to send our money towards people and things that really matter. Mm-hmm. And you know, speaking of folks that are doing good things, I'm really pumped because this month Michelle and I are going to be having an episode where we're going to just spaz out over some of our favorite things. <laughs> um, the people, people, teachers, shakers, makers, products, farmers, like all those folks that are doing really amazing work and we're excited to share the love. Yes, that'll be so fun to share, you know, those resources that we truly value and that have contributed to our wealth and worth over the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so finally, wealth and worth on the spiritual or source level. So for this segment, I think it's important to talk about alignment because when we're not in alignment with our core values, um, our beliefs, our wants and desires, we can feel really unstable and anxious and uncertain and have some serious issues with self-worth, right? I'm, I'm, I've been there. I'm sure mm-hmm. some of you have been there. <laughs> yes. And I alignment, I think, is just a great word here. Getting aligned in our bodies, getting aligned in our relationships and with our heart-centered work and our role in society, like that is wealth, right? Like, totally. I feel like from that place, we walk towards the things that are for us with ease. Totally. And not only ease, but when everything is in alignment, we can have the most 
impact you know like no matter what line of work or focus we have when we can bring all those areas of our life into alignment it's like consolidating all that all those scattered pieces and really funneling them down into this single cohesive message and purpose that is seriously unstoppable yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh I think that's a pretty good spot to wrap up for today Mm -hmm. so to quickly summarize our funky five one health is your greatest asset right that's on the personal level on the interpersonal level don't devalue your services on the professional level seek out your ideal clients for the wrong person the price is too high but for the right person it's priceless on the societal level don't let society dictate your self-worth you have unique and powerful gifts to share with the world. And finally, on the spiritual and source level, make sure your pursuit is in alignment with your core values. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave us a quick review on iTunes. This helps us reach more women like you so we can continue to build this awesome community of high achieving, conscientious women who are literally changing the world. Next week, (laughs) next week, we are taking a deep dive into our personal health and its interplay with the health of our business and career because every Everything is connected, right? (laughs) So we'll be talking about some specific strategies and areas to focus on to help elevate your health and what to do if you're feeling like you've hit a plateau. Awesome. So thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.